What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Tony, and I'm tapping in today ahead of Thanksgiving because I'm just thankful for so many things, and I'm just taking some time uh, to drop in to all of you and just to kind of share some of my thoughts and emotions about, you know, things that I'm feeling uh, ahead of the ahead of the holiday. Uh, this is the kickoff to the holiday season, which is quite literally my favorite time of year. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening wherever you are, whoever you are. Uh, the time that you spend with me, uh, I think, is very valuable and I don't take it for granted. So I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. Uh, and so, uh, since the last episode, man, so much has happened. Uh, so many exciting things are happening in, in my life, uh, personally that I'm feeling pretty good about, uh, today, November 23rd of the date of this, uh, podcast of this broadcast right now, it's my mom's birthday. So shout out to her. She is, uh, turning 64 today. And, um, you know, my mom is great and I love her very much. I talk to her several times a week and, you know, she's just, she's just my mom. She's just a great mom and she's, you know, been a great mom since, you know, since I've been, a, <laughs> since I've been alive, but. You know, I'm just thankful for her uh, and I appreciate her and I want to celebrate and salute her today on her special day. So uh, happy birthday, mommy. I love you. And I hope today is special. She's all the way in Detroit. I'm in Charlotte, so um, I don't get to spend time with her as much as I would would like to. But, um, you know, I wish I could be there with her. But anyway, I know she's going to have a great day. Uh, she's getting a lot of love today and, and I'm just thankful for her. You know, it's always my mom's birthday is always the 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 pregame show to Thanksgiving. And every once in a while, you know, my mom's birthday falls on Thanksgiving, which is, you know, always kind of cool, too. But and it's the kickoff to the holiday season uh, for me. So Thanksgiving has always been my favorite holiday as a kid growing up. I come from a big family on both my mom and my dad's side. And um, I've got a lot, you know, a lot of good Christmas memories. But some of my favorite holiday memories growing up are from Thanksgiving. And we had a, a really cool routine uh, that we did every year for Thanksgiving that I thought, you know, was was great. And we would spend the first half the first half of the day for Thanksgiving with my dad's side of the family in Inkster, Michigan. And that was always great. A lot of good food, a lot of good desserts, a lot of fun. Uh, and then we would round out the evening at with my mom's side of the family uh, in, in Detroit. And I used to just look forward to that day of, you know, because my mom comes from a bigger family than my dad. You know, even though my dad has a big family, too. My mom had uh, eight brothers uh, growing up. So when we would go to my grandmother's house in Detroit, the house used to be just packed with people because 
my grandmother and grandfather's house was where everybody, you know, it was the hub of the family where everybody just kind of went for all things, you know, holiday. And so, man, the house used to be jam packed. I would get to see cousins I hadn't seen in I don't know how long. You know, um, friends of the family would stop by and it was just always really, really cool. The food was always good, you know, so I got to eat two good meals uh, on Thanksgiving Day as a kid growing up. And it was just really, really a fun day, uh, a time of us just kind of sitting with family and enjoying each other and loving on each other. And it was great. And so it's been cool, you know, now being married and, you know, having my own kids for us to, you know, start creating our own Thanksgiving memories uh, that that we've done a pretty good job of over the last, you know, several years. And so I just want, you know, my, my prayer is that my kids will look at Thanksgiving as one of their favorite holidays. Right now, you know, as a kid, all they care about is Christmas because um, it means they get, you know, gifts and whatnot. But you know, that's what you would expect from a six year old and, you know, a two year old going on three um, who really they just really don't understand it yet. They got a a little bit of a handle on it, but they're coming around. So I'm thankful for uh, a lot of things. I'm thankful for my family, for my wife, especially my wife has really been. Uh, she's she's really been something special. Uh, and, and I'm glad that I have her. I'm thankful to have her. I'm grateful to have somebody that I can go through life with of her caliber. And she's just a bomb. My wife is just one day I'll be able to really, you know, again, I've said before that I want her to come on the podcast so that we can talk about our relationship, you know, our marriage, you know, some of the funny quirks that keep us ticking and uh, the things that drive us. Um, and she's just really, you know, great. I'm a big fan of my wife. She's a big fan of me. And um, I'm thankful for her. I'm thankful for my children. Like every other parent, my kids drive me nuts sometimes because they're young and they're still learning. But, you know, I, I wouldn't trade them for anybody. Uh, and I, I would put my kids up against any other you know, kids uh, in their age group and say, you know, let's just see what happens. But um, that's what good parents do. That's what parents who are proud of their kids are supposed to do. That's the way they're supposed to feel. They're supposed to feel that way about their children. So I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for, you know, my family, period. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful to live in the country that I live in. Yes, I am proud to live in America. Uh, it is no matter how you feel about it. I'm thankful to live in the greatest country uh, in the world. It's not perfect. I said the greatest country, not the most perfect country. That place doesn't exist uh, on Earth, um, but it is the greatest country. And I'm glad to live here. I'm glad to be alive here. I'm glad to enjoy the freedoms that I have at my disposal. And I'm just thankful for I'm thankful for that. Um, and it's easy for people to lose sight of being grateful of something that is so easily taken for granted. The fact that we have the liberty to 
you know, say what we want, whether people don't like it or not. You know, we can work wherever we want. We can live wherever we can afford to. Uh, we have the opportunity to, you know, change our uh, station in life to make the type of money that we want to make to live in the places that we might not be able to afford right now. And that says a lot about, you know, someplace when you start, you know, stacking the U.S. up against other countries. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful to live in America. I really am. I'm, I, I don't want to live anywhere else. I don't have a desire to live anywhere else. Some places are, are, are nice. There are great places around the world. Wonderful, beautiful places around the world. But there is no place like home. And this is home for me. And I would expect someone from another country to say that about where they live. And so it's not a knock on other countries. Um, it's perfectly fine to be an American chauvinist. Um, shout out to uh, Enrique Tario. <laughs> so, um, yes, um, an American chauvinist. I'm, I'm glad to live here. I'm glad. I'm just, you know, thankful that, you know, God is the, the source of everything that I do in my life. I'm glad that he is a constant point of reference for every decision that I make, uh, every move that I make. I'm thankful that I have his leadership and guidance to, you know, just get me through and keep me focused. Um, and so I'm thankful for that. There's a lot going on in America right now. There's a lot that's happened over the last you know, uh, weeks since the last podcast, most notably, you know, the, the, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is over. The Ahmad Arbery trial is ongoing. You know, we've got a lot of incidents that just happened. Um, the, the Christmas parade in, in, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, well, that tragedy just happened on Sunday where, you know, some goofy, got in his car and decided to plow through the parade route and try to kill as many people as he could on purpose. And I just, you know, I'm praying for those families. You know, it's always tough, man. To me, it's always tough that there's always some tragic event that happens right before Thanksgiving. And then another one happens right before Christmas. It's like, you can almost set your clock to it. And for something like that to happen before a holiday where people gather to give thanks and to be with family and to just be grateful for, you know, where they are and to, to have somebody to put somebody in a position to go through that without, you know, dealing with the loss of family in, in a tragic and horrific way. I, I'm, you know, my heart goes out to those families. Um, my heart goes out to the gentleman who drove his car through that crowd. Um, he's obviously troubled. Um, he needs he needs help. He needs angelic intervention. He needs divine help. Um, and. I hope he, unfortunately, I hope he finds it in prison because that's where he's headed. You know, it's, it's really, I, 
you know, I just feel like losing all your freedoms and losing all your liberties and trading them in for prison is a hard way to find out that you were screwed up mentally and you needed help and you didn't know how to ask for it. And now you're left with just you in a prison cell and a, your thoughts. Uh, I just really think that that's that's a tragedy in itself that, you know, people don't have the wherewithal to recognize that they have issues that they need to get some kind of guidance on and to know that this kid had a lot of issues. And so he didn't know how to internalize them or he did internalize them. He didn't know how to express them and meet out those issues uh, or ask for help. And that's that's a, that's another tragedy. And that's another rabbit hole that we could go down, you know, at a time before the holidays where, you know, division is high in this country. People are upset about, you know, Rittenhouse being acquitted. People are watching the Arbery trial to see what happens to the McMichaels family and uh, the other guy that's involved because they want to know if, you know, if are we going to get, you know, some people feel like, are we going to get screwed by the justice system again? Like, are the McMichaels going to be let off the way Kyle Rittenhouse was? And it's usually people who are who feel that way that didn't pay attention to the Rittenhouse trial. They just went off of sound bites from CNN and MSNBC and, you know, NPR and all of these news outlets. I use that word loosely, but uh, these news outlets that are just looking for clickbait. They are looking for clickbait. They want to get people, you know, the, the news is just designed to keep people emotional, pure and simple. That's it. We want you emotional so that we can control you. You know, when your emotions are high, you're not, you know, uh, in a proper state to make decisions. Um, and so that's that's what they do It's clickbait. And people are so easily, you know, set off by these salacious uh, head news headlines and they don't do any digging to go any further. You know, there's even I've, I've even dis, I've even learned to decipher news headlines to get the real meaning and then go look for the rest of the context. And most people can't do that. They see a headline and they think this must be right. And it's just, it's, you know, I wonder when we'll get past that. I wonder when we'll get to a place where we aren't so reactionary, where we aren't, um, you know, just so easily swayed by, you know, what happens in the news. And we can be objective and say, well, let's figure this out. You know, the evidence in the in in the Rittenhouse trial in the case period, it was it was obviously clear it was self-defense. Uh, the videotapes were a good source of coming up with uh, with the with the idea that it was self-defense, along with witness testimony. You had one of the one of the uh, witnesses who was shot by Rittenhouse to testify under oath that it wasn't until he raised his gun walking towards Rittenhouse that Rittenhouse shot him. 
And so those are the things that people don't want to hear because the news is not going to tell them that and they don't have the wherewithal to go and search out that information for themselves. They just wait for the news to tell them how to react, how to respond. And it's extremely dangerous. And so uh, I'm thankful for people that uh, can think rationally. I'm thankful for people that can think critically. I'm thankful for people that can think objectively. And so we need to get back to all of those things. You know, make critical thinking great again. Make rational thought great again. Make objective thinking great again. So um, as far as Ahmaud Arbery is concerned, another tragedy Uh, I think that that is a clear cut case, in my opinion, of murder. Um, Arbery was Ahmad Arbery was murdered, I think. I don't think that the the McMichaels family, I don't think that they should have tried to detain him. I think they were in the wrong. And in that sense, if they did try to detain him, you know, I can't speak to what happened in that moment or what. Ahmad Arbery's mental state was or even the McMichaels and the other guy for their, their mental state. But there's a lot of misinformation that's floating around about that case. Like I just found out uh, yesterday that after he ran from the house, the McMichaels follow him in their car for upwards of four minutes. So I'm like, if you're driving for four minutes, how far away did he get before they stopped him and caught up with him and tried to detain him. You know, that's out of line. They were in the wrong. It was clearly murder. Uh, they had no business following after him. And then, you know, it's just so many things that we can say, but, you know, we weren't there. Uh, the, the only people who were there were the McMichaels I can't think of that other guy's name that was there, but there was a third gentleman that was involved uh, that was helping the McMichaels father and son and Ahmaud Arbery, who's no longer with us. So he can't tell us what happened. He can't tell us how he felt. And that's bad. Um, So I'm, I'm hoping that those men will be found guilty. They should be found guilty. Uh, Ahmaud Arbery would be here still if... You know, if those men had the wherewithal to just allow the police to do their job. And so, you know, there's misinformation about that. You know, there's misinformation about that trial because they want people to be emotional. They want to try to put a racial slant on it so that people can, you know, there's there's no emotionalism without racism in the media where the media is concerned. And that's that's. That says a lot. I think that says a whole lot where you can't, you know, every everything that they do in terms of the way they report is they're trying to put racism in the mix. It's like the main ingredient to getting people triggered and getting people emotional. There's some type of, you know, racial element that has to be included. Um, But they pick and choose, you know, they pick and choose. And you have people that 
want to be upset about the system because, you know, the system, it was white privilege that got Kyle Rittenhouse off. Well, the same white privilege that got Kyle Rittenhouse is the same white privilege that got the baby off. A rapper here in, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina, shot and killed somebody in self-defense in a Walmart. He was acquitted, had the charges dropped. It was self-defense. So that same system that worked for him worked for Kyle Rittenhouse. And we want to be mad about that. And that's I think that's what frustrates me the most about why people are so goofy and being goofy minded. You know, I just don't get that. People forget we have we have short memories and we don't remember that these things happen. They don't talk about the fact that on the same day that Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted, a black man was acquitted of murder charges because it was self-defense in uh, I think it was the state of Florida uh, but they don't want to talk about that I could be wrong about you know where that happened but you know we want to focus on the narrative it doesn't fit the narrative and I'm that's a word that I'm getting sick of narrative I'm just it's a word that is thrown around the media. It's a word that you see on social media all the time. Is like it doesn't fit the narrative or this goes with the narrative. And I wish that we could break the narrative. Um, so all of that is happening. And um, it just is, you know, it's an interesting time. The holidays are always, you know, the end of the year. We're, we're at. 2021 is is basically over you know the wait time is flying 2022 will be here we're just a couple of weeks away and the end of the year is always a roller coaster there's always a lot of ups and downs you know there's always you know some uh shocking event that happens at the end of the year where there's the death of a major celebrity um you know, and, and speaking of the death of a celebrity, I'm not even going to talk about I don't I don't think he was a celebrity because I really didn't know him. I hadn't really heard of him. I'd heard his name. I didn't listen to any of his music. But rapper Young Dolph was murdered last week in Memphis. Shot dead while he was buying cookies. In Memphis. And from what I'm told, his music was pretty popular. Uh, as far as, you know, being widely known. But there was no outrage about that. He was shot and killed by somebody that looks like him. By another black black man. So you have black on black crime that happens to a, a, a major celebrity and there's no outrage. Then you have white on white violence where someone is killed in self-defense. And Black Lives Matter wants to take to the streets to protest that because... They want equality in the justice system. This is why no one believes you, BLM. This is why no one, why your your reputation in the black community is so low. I mean, I just don't understand why it it why the Kyle Rittenhouse case mattered so much to black people, because black people weren't involved. 
we didn't have a dog in the hunt in the fight at all but we're the angriest and we're told that we should be the most enraged because it just means the system doesn't work and this could be you well I could be the baby and the system worked for him or the the other gentleman who got acquitted the same day as Kyle Rittenhouse where the system worked for them I just get tired of us being played. I get tired of us, you know, having white people who think they mean well try to sway people to think a certain way and then get upset when we don't think that way. They just can't believe it. Like, why don't you why don't you agree with this? You should be you should be angry. I I really don't understand that. I think that those groups need to just fall back. I've said it before. You know, I'm reading a book by um, Jason Riley. I'm almost finished with it. Uh, please stop helping. And I think that that's one thing that, you know, we would tell these liberal groups, just stop helping us. Stop trying to influence us. Try, stop trying to tell us how to feel. Stop being in our business and and just leave us. Let us figure it out. Give us a chance and you'll probably be surprised with what we come up with when you find out that like everything else black people do that we are good at we're pretty good at helping ourselves it's a good bet that we're pretty good at helping ourselves if we're given the opportunity to do so so that all of that has happened in the last you know couple of weeks you know thanksgiving is here um it's two days away. I'm excited. We got a you know good menu on deck, as usual. I thank God that my wife can really cook, and I'm not just saying that. You know, I I put my wife in the kitchen with anybody, um, and I think everybody would come away feeling good about the meal that they ate. <laughs> and I and I and I'm I'm saying that knowing that a lot of men have wives that can't cook. And I feel sorry for them. I don't know what. I hope you got a mom or a grandmother that you're going over their house for Thanksgiving so you can get some good food. Uh, so shout out to the ladies that can really burn and get down in the kitchen, whoever you are. Um, and people love your food. I appreciate you. So the last thing I want to talk about that I'm really excited about um in this year, this is probably the biggest thing that's happening in my life right now. And I, I say this for the end because I'm wrapping up this episode of the Uncommon Sense podcast. I just wanted to tap in. Uh, you know, there, there are a few things that I have have on my bucket list of life. And, you know, one thing that I haven't been very vocal about, you know, lately is the fact that I'm a musician uh, the fact that I sing and I've been involved in, you know, various music undertakings over the years. Um, I've done some consulting on music projects of, you know, friends of mine that have done recording and production and written music. And they've asked me to consult on, you know, their various projects and at this point now, I felt like it was time for me to do something for myself. And so I crossed something off my bucket list. 
And so I'm, I'm extremely excited about um, this new single that I have that's coming out. It's going to be available everywhere on Black Friday, November 26th. And the story behind this um, song is the fact that, you know, as a, since, since uh, my childhood, you know, I have really loved Christmas music. I have loved Christmas music. It's always been one of my favorite genres, holiday music. You know, as a kid, like I said, the holidays this time of year, the end of November going through the beginning of January is always my favorite time of year. Christmas is no exception. The music that starts, that comes with it, there's no other season that has a dedicated soundtrack than Christmas. And... You know, other seasons have certain songs that go along with it. You got these summertime anthems. You know, there might be a handful of them. But Christmas is the only genre that has a full-on soundtrack, whereas there are hundreds of thousands of songs that are played and new songs that are recorded every year for Christmas because people love Christmas music. They love the feeling that they get when they listen to Christmas music. And I'm one of those people that have always loved the feeling I get from Christmas music. And so I've always wanted to record a Christmas song. And so I set out on the journey at the beginning of this year to finally do that. And I'm, I'm super excited. So back in January, my wife and I made the decision to go to Detroit and spend some time uh, there. I talked about that trip to Detroit in an earlier podcast uh, I think it was the we got to do better uh, podcast so if you haven't heard that podcast please go back and listen <clears throat> and we were in Detroit for about a week and a half um, and the purpose of that trip was to record we re- I had a, a recording session set up with a good friend of mine who I've known since sixth grade uh, my friend Clifton Lockhart, shout out to you, Cliff, my firm brother. And we got in the studio and we recorded a Christmas song. We decided to do a cover of Happy Christmas by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. And we did it our way. We wanted to maintain the, in- the integrity of the original classic song, but we wanted to add our own spin to it. So um, we recorded it with live vocals. All the instrumentation is live. The mu- the music is live. And I made it a family event. You know, my wife is uh, singing background vocals. My youngest sister, Crystal, shout out to her. She's always she she also has a um, a part on the background vocals. She was able to help out. And my son, my six year old son, who was five at the time of this recording. Uh, is featured with me on the track, which I'm super excited about. That's a surprise that, you know, most people won't know until they actually hear the full song. So right now there's a campaign on my social media uh, where I've got a promo video up to market the song. Uh, There's also one on Facebook where you can hear like a little snippet. But the song will be available for digital streaming around the world on Black Friday, November 26th. Whether you use Apple Music, you know, Google Music, Spotify, Tidal, um, 
any platform that you can think of. When I got the list back of where it's going to be available, man, the list, it was mostly platforms that I had never heard of. YouTube music. There were other platforms that I had never heard of in my life, which I think are popular in, in other countries. So if you listen to this, look for the song to be released on November 26th. Happy Christmas. I hope that you'll listen. I hope that you'll check it out. And I hope that it will make you remember that Christmas is a time to be happy. The holiday season is a time for happiness. And all of this division division, and all of this, you know, me against you and us against them. This is a song that reminds us that we can come together. We can coexist. We can love each other despite our differences. We can be okay with, you know, people feeling differently, having a different opinion than we do because we know that's what makes us great. And so I'm excited about this song. Um, it has been submitted to radio stations. I got, I worked with a, a group out of Nashville and um, they were able to get the song distributed to over 400 radio stations around the world. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Let me not say that around the country. But I do know that um, I've already been contacted by a radio station in Canada who uh, has has said that they're going to start playing the song on their radio station this week. So it's possible wherever you are, you may have heard it already. And if you did, I hope you like it. I hope you enjoy it as much as I, I did. I hope you I hope it gives you the same feeling that it gave me in the creation process. And if you haven't heard it yet, you can hear it Friday. You can pre-order it now on iTunes. You can pre-save it on Spotify. You can go on um, Spotify and pre-save it so that it automatically uploads to your Spotify playlist at midnight on Thursday night. And I'm just really excited about you know the potential for this to be a really really great song it's a big record and we put a lot of effort into it and i'm excited so uh that's what i'm thankful for i'm thankful for that in this season i'm thankful for the gift of song i'm thankful for the gift of musicianship and i'm thankful for all of you again if i didn't say it before I want to say it again now. I really appreciate all of the Uncommon Sense podcast listeners. Everybody who tunes in, everybody who listens, I'm grateful for you. Uh, thank you for spending time with me. And if you have comments, you can email me at uncommonsensewithkt at gmail.com. And I hope uh, to get feedback from you. If you listen to the song when it comes out on Friday, um, I want feedback from you. There's no negative feedback. All feedback is great feedback. There's no negative feedback. If you don't like it, I want to hear about it. I want to hear why you didn't like it. Um, some people may think that, why would you do a, a classic like this? It's a sacred song. And that's fine. I totally get that. Uh, but I hope that you'll listen to my rendition and appreciate it and enjoy it. So meanwhile, happy Thanksgiving to you and your families, you know, wherever you are, find a family to if you don't have a family, find one that you can spend time with on Thanksgiving. Don't be alone on Thanksgiving if you don't have to be. 
Uh, This is a time for being around family as much as possible. So have a great Thanksgiving. Eat good. Sleep. Eat again. Sleep some more. (laughs) Enjoy yourselves. And thank you again for listening. Look out for the song Happy Christmas by Kevin Tony, Streaming everywhere on Black Friday. And I will talk with you all soon. God bless you, everyone. Take care.